Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We're starting a new series today, uh, which I'm really excited about. So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open up to Luke, the Gospel of Luke. We're going full gospel this morning in church, full gospel. Luke's Gospel this morning, Luke chapter 18. This is Jesus telling a story. And he says this, he's talking to his, to his disciples, he's talking to his crew. He says this in verse 10, he says, Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men extortioners, unjust adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. Remember, this is Jesus speaking. He's telling this story. But beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. Father, this morning, Lord, we're not in a rush. We're not in a hurry. Father, we just stop this morning just to enjoy your presence. Father, we just thank you that in a sense, that's exactly what church is. It's a moment to stop in our busy lives, our busy week, to just center ourselves again on you. Lord, to come back to the cross. Father, to come back to the resurrection, the power of what Jesus has done for us. So, Lord, we thank you for that this morning, Father. We thank you for your word this morning, God. Father, we thank you that your word speaks life into us. Father, thank you that it molds us, it shapes us, it helps us, it guides us, it it, it shows us a way through. Lord, thank you that that is your word, Father. We thank you as well this morning for the generations. Father, we thank you for colonial kids. Lord, you love the kids so much. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're doing in the lives of our kids in Jesus' name. And we all said together, Amen. Amen. So we're starting a new series today called Unboxed. Unboxed. And really what this is, is a series we created out of a message that Jill did two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And the message is so good. I was at Hillsong Conference in London. I wasn't here, but I watched it on YouTube and I listened to it on Spotify and... I was riding with Jill in the truck and I just, I just stopped her and I was like, babe, this message is incredible. It's such a great message. And who's grateful that, that, that Jill is such an amazing communicator of God's Word? I just love it. So we began to talk and I said, no, I think this is a series for our church. I think this is a series where we can unpack this idea, this thought that God wants us to get out of the box. He wants us to take, take our relationship with Him, not our religion, our relationship with Him to a greater level. And so we're going to do that. And so we're going to start today uh, with part one. We're going to be talking about prayer. We're going to be talking about unboxing prayer. Is that okay? So we're going to unbox prayer today. But there was a declaration that Jill kind of wrote down. And I'd love it if we could look at that declaration. I think hopefully we've got it on the screen, do we? The declaration, but I'll I'll read it out to you. This is the declaration of this unboxing that we're going to do. I will not let religion steal relationship. 
So I'm just going to read it out. I will net, not let religion steal relationship with the God of heaven who knows my name, is my father, is my comforter and my friend. I will just not let religion steal that relationship. And I think that's what the unboxing is all about. Isn't that good? Isn't that a powerful declaration to just be indignant for a moment and say, I'm not going to let rules, I'm not going to let obligation and just rule keeping keep me from my relationship with the God who knows my name. He created heaven and earth and he knows my name and he loves me and he cares about me. Like sometimes it's just good to stop and think about that for a second because sometimes we can get in a hurry, we can get in a rush but I think it's sometimes it's good just in your own, maybe your own quiet time to just think, man, God created heaven and earth, but God knows my name. God cares about me. And it's powerful. So I'm excited about it. Pursuing relationship over tasks. That's what this series is going to be about. Pursuing relationship instead of just carrying around a box, but actually opening the box and exploring the riches of what God has given us in the box. It's going to be great. I wonder how you view prayer. I wonder how you see prayer. How do you look at prayer? Is prayer to you maybe just a chore? Is prayer to you maybe something that's mundane, obligatory? Prayer, I think, has been a journey for me in my life. I I didn't know Jesus personally. I didn't know God personally until I was 19 years of age. Up until that point, you know, to me, prayer was something very different. I went to a private Christian school in Australia, the great south land of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) But my experience with prayer was very different to what it is now. My experience at prayer was in the quadrangle at 8.45 a.m. every day that I went to school. And I had to stand there. I wish I had a picture actually to show you. In winter, we had a blazer. At all times of the year, even in the hottest months, we had to pull our socks up to our knees. But I remember 8.45am, Monday through Friday, standing in the quadrangle with my classmates like this. Stiff as a board. Saying my prayers. Saying the prayer every single morning. I don't know if that's your experience with prayer. That was my experience. That's what I thought prayer was. Up until I met Jesus. And began a personal relationship with him. But I wonder what your experience is. I wonder what prayer looks like for you. But today is all about unboxing this amazing thing that God has given us called prayer. So I want to come around this thought today. I'd love it if you could write this down. It's this idea today that we're bringing the supernatural into the natural. Because that's what prayer is. It's bringing the supernatural power of God. It's bringing the extraordinary into our ordinary. Isn't that good? Isn't that exciting? Because sometimes we get to these places, and I think it's just our human nature. I mean, I'm just, we're we're all human. We get to this place of familiarity where we just think prayer is prayer. But prayer is not just prayer. Prayer is bringing the supernatural into my natural. Bringing the the God of heaven into my world, into my situation, into my circumstance, into my stuff. And that is powerful. But Jesus was adamant that prayer was important. He was. 
In Matthew chapter 6, a lot of you would know that's the chapter in the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus teaches us. It was his disciples at the time, but because of the, the amazing way God works is now we have a Bible and now he's teaching us how to pray. Matthew chapter 6. And you can open there if you want, but Matthew chapter 6, it's kind of incredible. But in that passage, he says these words in verse 5. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, when you pray. He says, when you pray, and then talks about making sure that you're not religious. He talks about making sure you don't, you don't do what the Pharisees do and the scribes do and try to put on this big show. But he says, when you pray. But then again, in the next verse, in verse 6, he says, and when you pray. And if that wasn't enough, in verse 7, again, he says, when you pray. But check this out. Two verses later in verse 9, he says, and pray like this. Jesus thinks prayer is important. If Jesus thinks prayer is important, and listen to this, if Jesus himself prayed all the time, like we read about in the Gospels, I think prayer is important. But Jesus is trying to tell us something here. He's saying this, pray. And pray a lot. So my first handle, my first thought as we unbox this idea of prayer today is this. Number one, love it if you could write this down because this is probably, I shouldn't say of all the points, the best one, but it's the best one. (laughs) Point number one is this. Prayer is simply talking to God. Prayer is simply talking to God. Prayer is intended to bring us closer to God. Not make us work more so we can get in his good books. Key difference. If this series is about unboxing and doing away with religion and focusing on relationship, we need to understand when it comes to prayer today, that prayer is not about working at something so we can get in God's good books. And that's what, if I was honest with us this morning, that's what I used to think prayer was before I actually encountered Jesus for myself. I used to think that prayer was just about doing something so I could get in someone else's good graces, God's good graces. In fact, it wasn't even really about God. It was just about me doing something to make myself feel better. But prayer is just simply talking to God. Religion will say, hey, repeat some words and that's good enough. Relationship says, what do you want to talk about today? Relationship says, let's talk. Let's talk. One is life-giving, but one brings no life at all. Prayer in one sense is an expression of a Christian's unbroken relationship with the Father. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. There's all kinds of scriptures in the New Testament, and I had to I really couldn't use very much at all because there's so much in the New Testament that talks about praying, that talks about being in relationship with God, that talks about, hey, communicate with your heavenly father. Pray, pray, pray. There's lots of scriptures. You can look all through the New Testament and you'll see it. But in Colossians 4 and verse 2, it says, Devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves. See, everyone is devoted to something. Football season's coming up. And I've got to tell you, I've I've come across from Australian football to American football and I am... I am grateful. <laughs> 2006 is when Jill and I got married. We all know what happened that year in college football. 
It was a good induction, I must say, into the world of college football. But everyone's devoted to something. There are some people who are seriously devoted to college football. But I don't know what you're devoted to, but we're all usually devoted to something. Most of us are devoted to many things. When you make something a priority, you will sacrifice for it. You'll give it time. So much so that you know, I'm devoted to this. God expects Christians to be devoted to prayer. Just want to say that. God expects, because of what we read, that Jesus says about prayer and what we read through the whole New Testament, because we believe what the Bible says, amen? We believe that the Bible is God's word, that God expects us to be devoted to prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 17, similar theme, pray continuously. Pray continuously. It emphasizes prayer as an activity. Pray continually. I would love it if you could write this down. Maybe this will just be something you could think about this week. You're driving in your car or maybe you're in your quiet time. But prayer, listen to me very carefully. Prayer is my tether between heaven and earth. Prayer is my own personal tether between heaven and earth. That's what I have. That is my personal life-giving tether. Yeah, I have God's word. I have my Bible with me. But prayer is my real-time dialogue with heaven. It's what's really going on in my life. And right now I can connect with God. And that's the amazing thing about prayer is it's this beautiful, continuous thing that can happen in our lives. I want to read this excerpt from one of my favorite books. And if you're looking for a book on spiritual disciplines, it's my favorite book. And all our staff have it. We talk about it all the time. It's called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. And I read this book in seminary and, man, it just changed my life. It really recentered my, things, uh, my life on, on the things of God in some of these areas. But he talks about prayer. And he talks about this verse in 1 Thessalonians, uh, praying without ceasing or continually. He says this, then that doesn't mean that we do nothing but pray. Because some people might try and misconstrue that verse and say, well, you're saying do nothing else in life except pray. That's not true. It says then, it's not about doing nothing else at all. For the Bible expects many other things of us besides prayer, including times of rest when we could not consciously pray. But it does mean that if talking with and thinking of God can't be in the forefront of your mind, it should always be peeking over and ready to take the place of what you are concentrating on. You might think of praying as ceasing as, uh, without ceasing as communication with God on one line while also taking calls on another. Even while you are talking on the other line, listen, this is awesome. You'd never lose your awareness of the need to return your attention to the Lord. So praying without ceasing means you never really stop conversing with God. You simply have frequent interruptions. Is that good? So on one hand, I wish I had my phone from last week. Wouldn't that be awesome if I actually had a real phone? We need to order one of those on Amazon. They're awesome. (laughs) Preaching analogies 101. But he's saying, he's saying basically it's like you're always on the line to God. And occasionally you're interrupted by life. Pray continually. So prayer is just simply talking to God. So my question for all of us today is, is this how we view prayer? Or is our view of prayer still in the box somewhere? I'd love it if you could write this down. And maybe you've never thought about this before. 
But I want you to hear this. I'd love it if you could write this down. God wants to hear from me. See, religion says don't bother God. It says don't bother God because you should leave God out of your tiny life and your tiny issues. But relationship says, come talk to me. I want to talk to you. I care about you. Please talk to me. I want to talk to you. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from me. God wants to hear about everything that you have going on in your life. You know, when I, when I used to travel a lot for work before I was in full-time ministry, I used to be in business, I used to travel all the time. Some weeks in one season, I'd be gone every single week. I'd be gone literally from Monday through Thursday. And man, that was quite the season for us. We had small children and it was just what I had to do for that season. But, you know, every day my wife would expect me to call her. But, you know, she didn't expect me to call her because she wanted to place a rule in my life. She expected the call every day because she wants to hear from me. She expected the call from me because she wants to know how my day was. Do you know it's exactly the same with God? That God actually wants to hear from you because he wants to hear about your day. He wants to hear about the work meeting. He wants to hear about how the issue's going with one of the kids. He wants to hear how the meeting went at work. Mind blowing. God wants to hear from me. God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to me. See, religion wants to push you away. But relationship wants to draw you close. And I believe there's a longing inside all of us, every single one of us, that we've been hardwired this way to communicate with God, to connect with our Heavenly Father. And that way we will feel that very longing that we have to be in relationship with God. How do we do it? It's through prayer. That's how we do it. See, there's different ways to pray. There's different ways to pray. There's, there's praying as praise. Psalm 100, I'm going to put it up on the screen. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. One of the best ways you can pray or can begin to pray is just by thanking God. Can I just encourage you, just gets you in the prayer mood. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in my life. Lord, thank you for the family you've given me. Father, I love you so much. Thank you so much that you've given me everything you've given me. Lord, thank you for this beautiful place I get to live. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Lord, thank you for my friends. Father, thank Do you get the point? You can pray with praise. And Psalm 100 says, and that's how you go into the presence of God. That's how you should start your connection with God. By just praising Giving him thanks, that's one way to pray. Another way to pray is to be pray and be still. A reverence, a stillness, a a still adoration and a love, beauty, focusing on God's magnificence, but we sort of still ourselves. Psalm 37 verse 7, this is from last week. I'm double dipping. Psalm 37 verse 7, remember it? Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. See, I love that this idea of praying, that there, there, there are different ways we can pray. There are different sort of modes of prayer. I love it. That, that it doesn't have to be one way. It doesn't have to be like me in the quadrangle in year nine. Ah! But I can pray with praise, but I can always be still before the Lord. Be still before Him. And there are moments in my life where I didn't know what to say. Didn't necessarily have the words, but I could be still. And still be in prayer and have that reverence and 
that adoration so we can pray and be still. Another way we can pray is we can pray as desperation, crying out to God. I like this one because this is the ugly one. You know what I mean? The ugly cry. You know, in Luke 18, if we go back to the original passage, look at the tax collector's perspective. Jesus, this is Jesus talking, okay? This is Jesus talking. He's talking about the posture of the, the tax collector. He says the tax collector standing far off. Other translation says well away from the Holy of Holies. Well away from, from, from God. So standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you cried out to God? When's the last time you cried out like this tax collector did? God, be merciful to me. I need you. When's the last time you did that? Those middle of the night moments. I've had a few in my life. We just cry out, God, I need you. I don't know what else to say. I just need you to show up in my life. That's a way to pray. And that's what the tax collector is he's doing. He wouldn't lift his eyes up. But Jesus said he's the one who went home justified because he cried out to God. So we can pray his praise. We can pray with stillness. We can cry in desperation. But make no mistake, friends, in all forms, we are talking to God. We are talking. Prayer is simply talking to God. And the enemy does not want you to believe that. The enemy wants you to think you've got to do stuff to get into God's good graces. But can I just encourage you, friends? Prayer is just simply, God, I want to talk to you today. Do you have a prayer chair? Some people need to go uh, chair shopping after this message. (laughs) Buy yourself a nice comfy chair. Spend time with God. Prayer is just simply talking to God. Number two, is this good this morning? Is this helping? We're going to preach the truth this morning. We're going to shame the devil. Number two, prayer changes things. So prayer is just simply talking to God, but prayer changes things. When I pray, my situation changes. But listen to this, I also change. See, prayer changes things, but prayer also changes me. Prayer changes things, but also I change. The situation changes, but I do as well. Why? Because I become more receptive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because I all of a sudden am more in tune with what God is saying when I pray. All of a sudden, my ear is open because I'm listening for God. I'm praying. I'm getting in relationship, in community with God, and I'm listening. So yeah, the situation I bring before God, my little problem list, God takes care of it, but I change too. I don't know about you, but I want to change. I want to get better. I want to become more receptive. I want to become better at hearing what God has to say. Prayer changes things. My question is this, if prayer changes things and changes me, how often do we pray? How often do I pray? See, prayer should not be the last resort. Prayer should be the first resort. And see, on our little shelf right here, we're we're boxed up. Where's prayer on your shelf? If this was your life, where's prayer? I know some of you are probably like me. You've got a garage that is it's got all kinds of issues. 
But where on your shelf of life is your prayer box? Is it front and center easy to access? Is it the, is it the one that you can get to the, the quickest? Or is it somewhere else like down here somewhere? Kind of, you know, one of those situations where you've got to move the shelf out of the way. But where is it? See, here's the point this morning, friends, is it shouldn't be down here. It shouldn't be the last resort where we're desperate, searching for an answer, so then we pray. No, 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 no. It should be... You get what I'm saying? (laughs) We tape them down. We need to fix that for the 11 o'clock. <laughs> That's the good thing about having two services. You guys are the guinea pigs. But hey, prayer is supposed to be our first resort, not our last. And so often in life, and I'm guilty of this just as much as anyone else, I always seem to sometimes just think this is the last thing I do, but prayer should be the first thing we do. Prayer should be the first place we go because prayer changes things. First Chronicles chapter 4, and I want to just read through this real quick, because is this guy called Jabez. You ever heard of Jabez? First Chronicles chapter 4. It goes through the, the uh, genealogy of, of the Israelites, and it just happens to stop in verse 9. And it says this, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. And it's amazing that the Holy Spirit put that in there, and that God made sure it was in there, because he was an honorable man. It says his mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Listen listen to it in verse 10. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do. Keep me from all trouble and pain. And look at these words. And God granted him his request. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes my situation, my circumstance, my issue. Prayer gets God involved into the sphere of whatever it is that I've got going on, whatever you've got going on, whatever family situation, whatever business deal, whatever thing that you're facing, it gets God on the inside of it. But can I just encourage you, prayer not only changes the thing, but it changes me. And my last point this morning is this, is prayer is powerful. Prayer is talking to God. That's what it is. But prayer is also powerful. Why? Because we take the natural and we we invite the supernatural in to our natural. We invite the power of God to come into our lives. I shared this a while ago, but when I used to work in the corporate world, I worked in a building that had 55 floors. And I worked on the 42nd floor of this building in downtown Sydney. You know, I was busy. I was working from seven to seven every single day and climbing the, the career ladder and doing all that stuff. But I made it my thing that every time I would get into that elevator and go up, I'd pray. I called them elevator prayers. Every time I would step into those doors, I would be praying because I was just by myself going up or going down, just be like, Lord, thank you so much for today. Father, thank you that you've given me this job. Father, thank you that I even work in this building. I don't even know what I'm doing here, but thank you that you've brought me here. Lord, use me today. Help me today. Help me to be a difference maker today for the kingdom of God in this building, in this ungodly place that I'm working. Father, thank you that I am a godly person. 
thank you that because of Jesus, I can even say that. And so now today, I don't work in a high-rise building, but I have a truck. So today, it's my truck prayers. Every time I get into the truck, I'm praying. And God has been stirring me. Every time you sit in that seat, every time you're going from here to there, be praying, be praying, be praying. This is why, because prayer is powerful. But what it does is it takes the supernatural and brings it into my natural. And that's the change. That's the difference maker, but it's all about God's power. Prayer is powerful. And this is why is because God has deposited His power in us. Let me show it to you. It's in Ephesians chapter 3. A lot of people know this verse because it's one of those faith verses and I use it all the time. It's like, man, God's going to do over and above, abundantly, over and exceedingly. It's amazing. But a lot of people forget what's on the other end of this verse. Let's put it up. It says, Now to Him, speaking of Jesus, who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Look at this. According to the power at work within us. Prayer is powerful. But here's the truth this morning. Friends, God has deposited His power in you. And as we pray, we release that power into our lives. Prayer is powerful. Prayer takes what is ordinary and makes it extraordinary. Why? Because of God's supernatural power. Because of God's supernatural power, this gets released in my life. And there are times when we have to ask God for the answer. But oftentimes it's just God's power being released in our lives. Certain areas, if you begin to pray, you're releasing power into that area. You begin to pray for a certain situation in your life. I believe because of this power that's been deposited in us, it gets released into our lives. So my question is this, is how often? Are we praying? How often are we bringing God in? How often are we taking something that is so natural, so ordinary, so uh, sterile and maybe vanilla in our eyes and inviting the God of heaven into it by releasing His power into our lives? Prayer takes what is natural, makes it supernatural. Takes, prayer takes what is ordinary and makes it extraordinary. And that's when we get answers to prayer. You know, in our church, we do this thing called prayer requests at the beginning of every service. But this is what we believe is that as we pray, that prayer request gets turned into a praise report. It's God's power at work. It takes it from one place and puts it in another. See, that's what happens when we pray. You might be in here, you might be facing a situation and you're like, I don't have the answer. I've got the answer. It's God's power. You might be sitting there and saying, I haven't figured out what the answer is. You don't need to figure it out. You just need to pray. And as we pray, God sends the answer. And as we pray, I believe the power goes, it comes from heaven, finds its way to earth. And then the answer shows up in our lives. I wonder how often you're praying. I wonder how often you're calling on that power to be released in your life. Team, you can come back up. I want to do some praying right now. I want to turn the end of this message in a prayer meeting. Is that okay? Why don't you stand with me? But I wonder what you need prayer for today. I wonder what situation needs prayer today. See, Jesus said, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray, and then pray like this. Jesus was saying, you should be praying a lot. Because Prayer works. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes us. What do you need prayer for today?
I believe there's people in here today and you're facing family situations that are impossible. I want to pray. There are people in here today that are facing financial situations. I want to pray. There are people in here today and this is the first time you've ever heard anyone talk about prayer is simply talking to God. I want to pray for you today. That today everything would change for you because you've got a revelation that you've seen it. You've heard it. That prayer now is something that I can incorporate into my life because I know I'm just talking to God. Can I just say, can we just do away with religion altogether? Because religion is what we'll always try to gravitate towards if we don't have relationship. If we have relationship, we'll, we'll, we'll see the, 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 the fact that we don't need any of that, but that we just need Jesus. So what do you need prayer for this morning? With every head bowed, I just want to ask you, Holy Spirit, just, just ask the Holy Spirit, what, what part of this message are you illuminating something in my life that we need to, to pray about? Maybe you've got a child that's away from the Lord. I want to pray. Maybe you've got a business deal at work that's going south. I want to pray. Maybe you're facing sickness or someone in your world is so sick that it seems impossible that anything's going to change. I want to pray. Because I believe in Jesus' name that when we pray, it's powerful. I believe in Jesus' name when we pray, things change. And I believe in Jesus' name when we pray, God hears us talking to Him. He hears us communicating with Him and He runs to help us. So while no one's looking around, if you have a prayer need today, just lift your hand. Whatever it is. Whatever your natural is. We're going to invite the supernatural in right now. Lord, I just thank you, Father. You see every single hand. Father, you see every single need. Father, you know the needs before we even ask. Lord, you know what they are. You know our hearts. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, as we do what you've instructed us to do, what you expect us to do in your word right now, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would bring the supernatural power that comes with knowing you and having a revelation of Jesus. We, we pray right now that you would bring the supernatural in right now into people's naturals. Father, I just pray right now, Lord, for situations to be turned around. Father, I pray for family um, situations to be turned around, specifically, Lord, in the area of children. Specifically, Lord, children that may be struggling with their faith, that maybe are away from you right now, God. I just pray, Lord, that, that because we have cried out to you, because we have talked to you, because we believe that you can change things, God, I just pray right now for supernatural outcomes and miracles. Father, I just pray right now for restoration, Lord, in relationships. Father, I pray right now for business success, Lord, where failure is imminent. Father, I pray for success, Lord. I pray for sales contracts to come through. Father, I pray for, 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 for job opportunities to open up. Father, I pray for, for impossible situations where people, it seems like there's nothing they can do. Father, all of a sudden, Lord, they see a move of God. All of a sudden, they see you working, God. So I thank you for that, Lord. We believe for it, God. Father, I pray specifically in the area of sickness right now, Lord. People who are sick in their bodies, Father. People who have family members that are struggling with chronic illness, Lord. I just pray right now, Father, we believe for the supernatural to come into the natural. Father, we believe right now for a manifestation of heaven. Right now, Father, in people's lives, Lord. 
Where the diagnosis says this, Father, we thank you that heaven says that. So God, we just thank you, Lord, for that divide that we step into right now, Lord, bringing the supernatural into the natural, Father, the extraordinary that comes with knowing you into the ordinary in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's sing. Let's lift it up to God. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our hearts. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at Colonial Church? Life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.